Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Welcome to the podcast here today. I am very excited to have someone who's very close to me. Uh, you know him as Jeff Halavin. I know him affectionately as my dad. And so, Dad, it is great to have you here today on the L3 Podcast. I'm glad to be here and uh, have been looking forward to it. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, you served in multiple different roles. You've been a bivocational pastor. You've served as a youth pastor, as a lead pastor of a church for 25 years. You've been an interim pastor uh, most recently. Uh, you've served as secretary treasurer and superintendent of the Michigan Ministry Network, then known as the Assemblies of God Michigan District. You've had a wide variety of roles. Your favorite role is the role you're in now, and that is grandfather Absolutely. and uh, papa, and you love that. Uh, but over those years of ministry, I'm sure you've experienced uh, the subject matter that we are uh, tackling today. Uh, we're talking about how to handle betrayal. And the truth is, betrayal is a part of every person's life. Uh, at some point in life, somebody is going to uh, go against you, cause you problems, uh, cause pain and hurt in your life. That's just a part of life. In ministry, um, and we have that in the workplace, uh, you know, in the job and careers. And and then sometimes in ministry, we have that occur in, and it hurts really bad, even though uh, sometimes it's not really truly betrayal. So there's the examples of someone who's come really against you, you know, the person in the church who tried to, you know, uh, split the church and take 40 people with them, so, you know, some sort of legitimate thing. And sometimes there's perceived betrayal. That's really not betrayal. It's just people's choices. You know, if you're a missionary and a church has to drop support, that's not really betrayal, but it feels like betrayal. Or, um, you know, you have other situations where you help somebody in your church for uh, a year overcome some particular struggle, maybe a marriage issue, and then they leave the church at the end of that. And you feel betrayed, even though that's not real betrayal. So there's felt betrayal that's not really betrayal, it's decisions. And then there's real betrayal that is is painful. Uh, and I want to talk about that. And pastors and leaders are listening to this. But let's start here. Why do you think betrayal occurs in life? And why does betrayal hurt so bad? So, Aaron, I think you did a, a really good job of framing that uh, because there is real legitimate betrayal. But we have to, I think, define that first. And there are a lot of things that happen in life that are just disagreements, annoyances, not getting your way, defeats, quote unquote, yeah. slights in the vernacular of today, right. not being seen, not being heard, uh, disappointments that if you're not careful... Uh, can lead to uh, cynicism, and that's a uh, something that's going to kill you. Right. Uh, and so those kinds of those kinds of things that seem like betrayal really don't require confrontation. They don't really have to do with the kind of true uh, true a reaction to true betrayal. Right. You just need to develop your own character through prayer through tolerance, forbearance, humility, magnanimity, yep. uh, communication, humility, all of, all of those things that uh, will 
make relationship and restored relationship uh, work well. You choose to move through those things and you can move through those things at a faster pace because at the core of them, they're not as deep as some of the other betrayals you Correct. mentioned. Correct. Yeah. Real betrayal would have to do with things that can't be ignored. Right. The kinds of things that really do build walls, chasms uh, between people. And those are things that can't just be shrugged off or worked out personally between you and the Lord in character development. Right. And those things would have to do with abuse. Right. Uh, disloyalty sure. and true, you know, true betrayal. Whereas, that could include marriage infidelity, things that go to yeah. the deeper rooted issues in our lives. Exactly. And and in scripture, there are uh, betrayals. I yeah. mean, disloyalty, betrayal and abuse, uh, well-known betrayals. The first betrayal would be Adam and Eve. Right. Uh, the, our original relationship with God was trash because of their betrayal. David and Bathsheba. Right. Uh, his own integrity being trashed, and then Uriah, his relationship with Uriah, who was one of his right. 33 top men, and Bathsheba was the granddaughter of Ahithophel, who, right. who was his uh, his war advisors. Absalom uh, betraying right. his father David, the prodigal son. Paul Paul's Paul writes, and he says, Demas has forsaken me. There's pain in that. There's pain, for sure. Yeah, not only did do we have a sense that Demas walked away from the Lord, but... There was personal pain as he well. He walked away from him. Yeah. The relationship. Yeah. And their them. relationship. Yeah, right. Judas betraying Jesus, obviously, yeah. and betraying the other disciples. So uh, I does think me it being a Michigan State fan and you're a Michigan oh. fan count. No, that does, that's in this first category. He has Sorry. broken down every wall. Yeah. Uh, so betrayal <clears throat> happens in life and for a variety of reasons. Uh, obviously, flawed human beings are, are flawed human beings. Right. Um, and motivations that are described in Scripture as carnal. I mean, James talks about pride and covetousness. Uh, add, add to that a bunch of other things in addition to pride, insecurity, criticalness, being impatient, right. personal ambition, entitlement. All, all of those sorts of things uh, go to the heart of why people betray other people. And it hurts. And the betrayal comes. The betrayal you're saying it comes out of um, something within someone's nature that I don't know uh, ascribes something of worth they need, mm -hmm. and therefore that can become at the expense of someone else, and at the expense of somebody else's relationship. Right. Uh, so, relationship like Adam and Eve, it was yeah. knowing knowledge. For David, it was Bathsheba. For Judas, it was for silver and right. whatever. So, there's always that sense in betrayal that somebody is willing to override somebody else's care, concern, and heart for them to achieve something they desire. Their own, their own selfishness. Okay, that's a good definition. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why it hurts so bad. It does. It does. Uh, I think that that the deeper your relationship with someone, when they truly betray you, abuse you, yeah. are disloyal to you, that hurts more than yeah. a casual acquaintance, uh, someone who would be on a lesser friendship level and a relationship that wouldn't be as deep. That's not going to hurt as much. Right. And so uh, we have those examples in Scripture. I have those examples in my own life. Yeah. And uh, we have to guard our hearts against them. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think it's interesting what you tapped into, and I just want to jump on that for just a moment. 
I think why betrayal hurts so bad is because you on the receiving side of betrayal feel devalued as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not just about the issue that the betrayal's over. If it's, you know, for a husband and wife, when a marriage falls apart because of infidelity, it's not just that there's not, there's another person that's a part of the betrayal. It's also that I wasn't enough that I'm devalued in our relationship and our covenant commitment. And, and I think that's true. And I, I think we do that in our relationship with God. If we betray him and part of that is violating the personhood of what, what Jesus has done through the cross in our own lives. As, as this is a part of our culture in America and around the world, how do we, as people who are involved with people on a regular basis, I mean, part of ministry, pastoring, mission, being a missionary, being a ministry leader, you are putting yourself in the hands of people's lives all the time. You're putting your, your reputation, every word you said is judged, probably more now than any time in history, everything you say. As we do that, Everything you put on social media, everything, as well. <laughs> everything on social media as well. Absolutely, we we've expanded our ability to offend people. We've yeah. expanded our ability to uh, cause pain, and we've expanded the ability for people to need affirmation through social media and other things. And even in ministry, we have those moments where, uh, if we're not careful, we can believe our own headlines and create pride within us. But as leaders who put our lives in our, our ministry is people and ministering the heart of Jesus to them, how do we guard our hearts from being one who betrays others' trust? Like what, what measures do we put to check our own spirits that we don't become the very thing that we are hurt from? You use the, the word, I think you use the exact right word about guarding your heart. Um, so good, healthy boundaries are really important. Uh, emotional boundaries, relationship boundaries, um, not becoming a touchy person, not reacting to everything. Um, the scripture does say, guard your heart with all diligence for right. out of it flow the issues of life. So guarding your heart, uh, allowing the Lord to deal with you internally and responding to the Holy Spirit immediately when he brings up an issue uh, is really important because downstream from your heart and your inner life is going to affect other people. Uh, so dealing quickly with repentance, um, I think I think those are, are things that we continually need to do. Um, listening to those who are closest to you, That's good. Uh, who point out Things that uh, need when you're off track. change when you're yeah. off track. Yep. Making sure that you are not only listening to your bubble, and we all create bubbles because they're very, very comfortable, yeah. uh, but allowing people within your own bubble to be people who can speak the truth and love to you. I think those are, those are um, important. And then when you find yourself off, praying your heart into obedience. Right, right. Uh, uh, so that you don't find yourself being someone who uh, adds to the the problem. Um, one of the uh, let me give an example about uh, expectations. I think we ne need to manage our expectations. Yeah. Years ago, I went to a seminar, uh, a Jack Hayford conference, and he invited an older bishop. I think he was a bishop overseer from Church of God in Christ, and 
his church had 17,000 people in it. Wow. Their, their weekly staff meeting was 500 people. Wow. And mm -hmm. uh, he had just come from that to speak in the afternoon. And he was, he was very old. Um, yeah. And uh, he said, guess what I told my, my staff today? He said, I told my staff... The church, I want them to think of the church as a mental institution, <laughs> and we're on staff okay. at the hospital. Okay. And I thought, oh, man, that guy's old and crusty. <laughs> so he got hurt one too many times. He yeah. turned cynical. I'm never going to think of the body of Christ that way. Yeah. I, I, that was my inner reaction. Yeah. But he went on. He said, now, this is the reason why. He said, in a mental institution, no one expects anybody to act right. There you go. And if somebody does act right, it's a good day. It's a good day. And he said, I, I told them that so that they would lower their expectations and make their expectations more realistic. Mm. And I thought, oh, no, that, that dude's not cynical. He's really wise. Yeah, he He's it. my hero. He I get it. that. And yeah. so I think we should... Uh, be people who are able to manage our expectations, let our expectations be realistic yeah. uh, for all of our relationships. And, and so I've used that throughout the years as, as a gauge of, is it, do I even have a realistic expectation of, of my relationship with this person or that person? Uh, and if betrayal happens, then uh, how do I, how do I fix that in, and the first question would be, is there a realistic opportunity to even repair that right. relationship? Sometimes there's not. There, sometimes there's not. But you still have to manage it within yourself. Exactly. I, I think something you said earlier about the bubble is interesting. You know, I've, I've learned um, that the, the people of like philosophy gather together. Mm -hmm. and that's just natural. And uh, I've tried to diversify the relationships in my life. It's good to have all different environments, different ages, different backgrounds, different. And the reason I need that in my life is not because I just want to grow in, in, you know, wide varieties of relationships. I do, but it's because I need that so that I don't end up thinking every thought I have is correct. All right. Um, we need people in our lives who can do that. And so when we're in that struggle of the pain and we've experienced the pain of betrayal, let's, let's switch from how do we guard our hearts from being that person. Once you've experienced betrayal, what are some healthy internal discussions you have with yourself to repair that, to overcome that? Um, you know, again, you mentioned briefly, we don't need to rehash that, but there are some relationships you won't be able to repair and you just need to put a period on that and move on. There are some that might be repairable, but I'm not even talking about per se, resolving that with the person. How do you resolve that within yourself? How do you bring yourself uh, to a healthy place when you're experiencing hurt? I think uh, being committed to pre-forgiveness yeah. <laughs> is a healthy attitude. I've to actually heard that now on multiple sets you? of our L3 podcasts. I think it's a common theme happening right yeah. now. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think there's three aspects of forgiveness. Uh, one is the act of forgiveness. Uh, the second is the process of forgiveness. And the third is living in a state of forgiveness. Ex expound on that briefly. So the act of forgiveness is I need to learn to forgive. I mean, Jesus has some of the most amazing uh, words to say about, about forgiving. 
and what that looks like. I mean, we're forgiven, and having been forgiven, we should be forgiving. Right. Uh, and and I think that you make up your mind to be a forgiving person. Sometimes that's easier. When it comes to being truly betrayed, that's really more far more difficult. But you make the decision to forgive because carrying that around Destroys is gonna yeah, yeah it's it's not gonna help you, there there's not it's not gonna help you in any relationship. It sours everything else. It does. Yeah. It does. It's like it's like putting a sponge in vinegar and thinking, well, I can just isolate the vinegar right. in in the sponge. It, it doesn't really work that way. Right. Then the process of forgiveness, which means working out through real, working the stuff out. You need to talk about it with yeah. someone to see if there's a possibility. You use the example of a husband and wife uh, of betrayal at that level. Uh, that takes a long time uh, because trust has been eroded. Yeah. And at the basis of any safe relationship is trust. Right at the basis of any healthy relationship is trust. And again, that's one of the reasons why betrayal hurts so badly is that is eroded. And then you, you're not safe in that relationship anymore. Right. You're, you start to question, was that relationship ever what I thought it was? And, and everything um, said moving forward is a question of motive. And, exactly. Yep, and so there's that process and you keep, you forgive and you keep on forgiving. Um, and then you move into living in a state of forgiveness where you really have forgiven that person. You've moved past it. You right. never get over it. Right. But you've even moved past it. You don't, you don't wish bad things to happen to that person anymore. You, right. you want to see them restored. You want to be restored. If the relationship can be restored, that's great. If not, then at least you come to some place of peace in your life. Yep. So that's, like that. that's the, that's, that's one of the things to, to determine. I'm, I'm going to do that. The idea, and you've heard it said, and I want to get on a hobby horse here, right. but uh, when God forgives, he forgets. And, yeah. and some people think, well, I'll know I've forgiven when I've forgotten. I, I don't think that, I don't think that God has amnesia about right. my, prior life. Right. I don't think I don't think he forgets I was a hippie. Right. Okay. <laughs> but right. but he doesn't hold it against me. Right. You can't forget everything. Everything. You right. can't forget stuff. It'll you'll know what happened to you, but it doesn't affect you anymore. You don't right. hold that against the person and there's freedom then right. that's regained to uh to move on with your life. So I would say that's one of the things that um uh, we see, and sometimes even in Scripture, Abraham and Lot. Yep, didn't work. Moving forward, all they saw was strife, and it was time to separate. Yep. Paul and Barnabas had a personnel issue about John Mark, yep. and we see them finally uh, restored. Right, uh, and and so I think we have that as an example in Scripture as well. That's good. You know, I I think this is an important subject for all of us in ministry because. Uh, we're going to face that at some point and how we handle it is probably, I think the, the desire to avoid this is never going to work. It's going to happen because we live in a fallen world and, and we're imperfect people. And sometimes we're the cause of that. And, mm -hmm. and so I think it's better to focus on how do we handle it when it comes, not if it comes. And so I appreciate this. And I think that 
as we face betrayal, it really, uh, we have to come to this point of recognition that um, we're potentially able to betray somebody else. And that might help us with the forgiveness of someone who did that to us. And I would just encourage all the pastors and ministers who are listening to this today, if, uh, if you're the cause of betrayal in someone else's life, repent, apologize. If somebody else has betrayed you and you're feeling the weight of that and your spouse, and in fact, I would always find that when that would happen to me, my wife, uh, because she wasn't there for the conversations, uh, probably suffered even in a different way than I did. And, and we've just had to make the choice that if somebody, whether they ever come back to us or not, that we have to do that for the sake of what Christ asked us to do. So I would encourage you to do so. Any final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I think that, uh, that checking our own heart first is, is a key on that and, and make sure that, you know, we're, if we, if we have contributed something. So typically in any relationship, uh, you you can if it's a healthy even in a in even in the healthiest relationship you can think of there's room for repentance and 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 apology right. and it's not if you if i said something wrong right. well that's not an apology or right. i mean even so the only person in all of history who's 100% right was jesus right and he says, forgive them because right. they don't know what they do. They, right. they really didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't. And, uh, and they really didn't know. And yet they were fulfilling prophecy, which is quite an, another amazing uh, discussion. Right. But uh, I think, I think to, to recognize that uh, somebody might not have known what they were really doing. Right. And, for, and again, pre-forgiving. Yeah, you know, being committed to that. Give people the benefit of the doubt. And yes, and and then also make sure it's you're not taking up somebody else's offense. That's true. That's huge. Uh, You know, if you've been offended, then deal with it with communication and directly, and do it directly. We need to talk to each other more than we need to talk about each other. Correct. uh, In order to resolve uh, relationship uh, issues. You have to understand someone's past, where they are in their journey with Jesus. Yeah, uh, I don't expect young believers to act like more mature believers. Sure, uh, but that's part of balancing my expectations in the uh, mental institution. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, you can assume in a relationship that you view your relationship with that person the same way they do they view your relationship right. and it may be different. Right. That other person may have expectations of you that you're not even aware of. And they, they may think you're closer than you, than you think. Or they um, may be feeling, uh, we had one time a person came to me and said, I, I can't stand everything you're doing. Everything you're doing is bothering me. I don't like anything. This is a person who had been in the church a long time uh, and said, but it seems to be working. So whatever. And, uh, and his reply, and, and I realized in the moment what he was really struggling with is we hadn't talked. Mm-hmm. And I just simply said, instead of viewing it as an offense, I said, I'm sorry that we haven't talked in a while. And and it really just was about they needed to know I loved them. Yeah. They really didn't hate everything we we're doing. And even if they did, the issue wasn't that. The issue, they still may have. The issue was they felt out of connection with me. I never felt as close to them as they felt to me, but it was important for them to feel that. And therefore, we were able to work that out. So, yeah, understanding somebody's present situation 
and what's really going on requires discernment and alertness. Um, they may have, uh, they may be really going through a lot and right. just may be out of sorts. Right. Uh, they they may not have a lot of people support. You right. might have a bunch of support. Right. Uh, they may come from a dysfunctional family. Uh, again, all of those things are are a part to to consider, uh, so that you don't you don't add fuel to the fire. That's good. Well, we thank you so much for uh, taking time to come in and talk to us on this important subject, and for. For all of us, I think it's something we need to walk through with, uh, with grace and careful in introspection, as well as uh, understanding that the goal of overcoming betrayal is not to be right. Uh, sometimes you can be right and be wrong. The goal is to bring be resolved, whether that's within you, possibly with the relationship, but certainly within your own nature and within God's relationship within you. So, Dad, thanks for being here and thanks sure. for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.